0: Dennis or Adam, I think you should fight to the death for who gets to go next. Dennis, you can go, bud. I win.
1: All right. Um, (laughs) What a pal. What a pal.
0: So anyways, this week I saw...
1: (laughs) (laughs) God.
2: I thought we were going for it. All right, well, it is... Yeah, um... so the
0: movie I saw was... (laughs) Oh, my God. Go go ahead. I'm just fucking around here. Everybody, and welcome to the Movie Toast Podcast. I'm Corey, <laughs> and I'm here with Tommy, I, Dennis,
2: yeah, that's me. I didn't have anything else, Jesus,
0: and Adam. Oh boy, <laughs> and you <laughs> guys are in for a doozy
2: <laughs> and today. Me, folks.
0: me, and my oh. fellow Movie Toast people here will be bringing four reviews your way of things that we have watched recently, and we will tell you if they are good or if they are bad, and maybe <laughs> some fun things about them. Oh, or definitely. Tommy, why don't you start us off with something?
1: All righty. I'm so glad you picked me first cuz I've been waiting a very, very, very <laughs> long time to give this movie a review. So, I watched this yesterday.
0: Can I guess what is- it is before you go?
1: Uh,
0: sure. Garfield Tale of Two Kitties.
1: No. <laughs> okay. So this movie came out in 2007. It is actually available on Netflix, Apparently, uh, uh, surprisingly. I thought it would be on Disney+. Uh, it's on Netflix, and it came out on my birthday, August 28th in 2007. Did not know that this documentary existed. Uh, it's called The Pixar Story. Oh. And it's basically a look at the f- first years of Pixar animation studios uh, from the success of Toy Story and Pixar's promotion of talented people And it's directed by Leslie Iwerks. Uh, Leslie Iwerks is the granddaughter of Ub Iwerks. Ub Iwerks is one of the original animators uh, that worked with Walt Disney himself. After working at Disney, he went on to invent some of the Looney Tunes characters that we all know and love. Oh, cool. Yeah. So she made this documentary... Toy Story came out in 97, right? 96? somewhere. About that, yeah. I think it's four. 94. Whoa. Wow. So yeah, I used to watch Toy Story on VHS, and I used to watch it all the time. Toy Story was one of my favorite movies. Knowing what I know now about Pixar, I thought Pixar was always a Disney company. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they started off on their own, and Disney kind of joined with them later and wow. they were, there were people in Pixar that were from Disney's company. That's that, what that were either fired or uh, you know, released due to whatever, but there, this just, it goes into, so were they
0: like a ragtag team of animators that left Disney yeah. and started this up on their own?
1: They, well, Wait. they didn't, they either left or they were, they were fired, huh. uh, but they basically, they uh, f- through, Um, technology like it was it was basically animators that went through like the uh the cal uh cal arts Mm -hmm. school that disney came up with to basically teach people how to become animators uh they went through that school they they wanted they wanted to draw for a living they wanted to get paid to animate and do what disney was doing but then some of the people the first people that started uh pixar john Lasseter, brad bird uh ron clement uh clements and i think there was one other name i can't come up with it right now but they uh went oh they were drawn towards the idea of an animated movie through computer technology hmm. and so that's basically and it just they go into Oh man, so much crazy detail. It's and and they talk about uh, you know, the success and how how Toy Story became the movie we all know. Yeah. And that it started off it didn't start off that way. And it started off with like Woody being an asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, after rewatching it, Woody is an asshole in that movie. When
1: but it was it even it worse. Is. Like really? it was to the point where Disney was telling Pixar like we can't like even roy disney himself they interviewed him and he's in the documentary and he looked at the the storyboards and the the script that pixar came up with for toy story and he was looking through it and he's like i he he said he kept fast forwarding through the storyboards video that they sent and he's like when am i getting to the funny stuff like (laughs) it was it was brutal and so john lasseter was the one he he like lived ate slept and breathed disney he started off working as like a a street sweeper in disneyland Mm -hmm. and he went through Mm. the cal arts and he uh his first uh disney related thing that he was going to tackle was brave little toaster
0: shit it's a great and he had
1: an idea and he showed them what he wanted to do and they basically looked at it and said all right thank you for helping with disney your time here is over and they fired him. Why? Did they say why they fired him? Uh, they go into it. I don't remember the, the exact details, but they, they did go into it. And John Lasseter was like, I just got fired from Disney. Is that he when he then
0: to- did a Iron Giant after? No, that was Brad Bird. Sorry.
1: That was Brad Bird. No. Uh, so then John Lasseter uh, uh, was picked or he, I don't know. He met with one of those guys from from disney at a conference one of the like not a comic-con but it was like a comic-con kind
0: of like um, a yeah, cinema con where they get all the distributors and Something uh, like studios that.
1: but it was for but it was for animators huh. and so this guy saw john lasseter there and was and he was like you know what we're, we're starting to we're, we're starting up this company called pixar and we want you to come in and we want you to be on board Cause he knew how much of an animator he knew how well John Lasseter was of an animator and that he went through the Cal arts school
2: mm-hmm. and that he
1: knew what he was doing. And all these other people that were, at, that were starting up at Pixar uh, they knew the the technology side of it, but they didn't know the animator side of
0: it. So it kind of was a match made in heaven, like kind of like yeah. peanut butter and chocolate peanut right. butter cups coming together. <laughs> Did this movie go back to like the actual advent of Pixar, the technology and the, yes adventures of wally
1: and uh yes andre
0: and wally b andre and and wally b and ilm and how they all got
1: ilm and how ilm got started with them and steve jobs makes uh some interview they interviewed him several times in here all of that like steve jobs they interviewed um andrew stanton peter schneider these and they have former uh ceos of uh Disney, they had Michael Eisner on there, uh, Thomas Shoemaker, uh, Roy Disney was on there, Tim Allen, Tom Hanks, uh, Randy Damn. Newman, Billy Crystal, Bob Iger, uh, Diane Disney is even in there, uh, Walt's daughter. A year wow.
0: this comes out a year after Bob Iger takes the CEO yes. position, and he's in it,
1: <laughs> and he's in it. Um,
0: I'm gonna be honest, I've seen this movie floating around, uh, like, I've seen the title, and I'm like. It's on know, Netflix. I don't care. I don't care. But then <laughs> listen to you talk about it, I'm like this sounds really fucking it badass. It's
1: absolutely worth watching. And it made me like today I ended up <laughs> I ended up watching like three Pixar movies, but I'm not going to talk about any of them today. <laughs> but the, watching this was like I never knew Half the more than half the stuff that I learned in this wow. movie about Pixar because I just thought it was always Disney's Pixar. It mm-hmm. was not Disney's Pixar because they recently bought them
0: Pixar. in what like uh, like early two thousands. Did they buy Pixar out? I think that's yeah. Bob Iger's first purchase.
1: Yeah, wow. yeah. and it was oh, uh, two thousand
0: six or something.
1: Shit. Before that, it was no. just
0: partnerships,
1: right? Mm. And it was it was around the time because what what Pixar what they showed in this was that Pixar had done what no one else had done they were breaking records not only just because it was the first ever fully computer generated animation but their first movie toy story was a hit they made hundreds of millions of dollars uh more than what it cost them to make the movie second movie bug's life it busted the records of toy story and it was a second, usually the second, when, when there's a new company like this, they talk about like the second product is always a bust. Mm-hmm. And if you can get past that second product and still thrive, then you're good. Every movie outdid the previous movie. And then they brought Brad Bird in for Incredibles and he had a speech. And he's like, all right, guys, you guys are all, you know, sitting on your high horse. And you're like, yeah, we just made like six big hits. And, you know, we're... <laughs> he's just <laughs> trying to get everyone like, now I'm Riled coming up. in. And yeah, and Incredibles was incredible. They did even yeah. better than the previous movie before that. So it was like this just phenomenon. You mm. want
0: an example of a company that made a good movie first and then a bad movie? Please. Kubo and the Two Strings by Laika, and then they made that friendly Sasquatch movie.
1: Oh, missing. Link. Oh, that's right. I, yeah. I yeah. seen either of those.
0: But they did movies way before that too.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying. but yeah. So yeah, so that that's my movie. I'm telling so you guys, it's a green, a green light. light. Definitely a green light. Go see it. Nice. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. If you, even if you know, if you think you know Pixar, and you love their movies, I'm sure there's at least one movie that they've done. They've, as of 2017, this is the only trivia item here. They've done 19 films as of 2017. Wow. They've won 26 Academy Awards, <laughs> five Golden Globes, and three Grammys.
0: That's impressive.
1: Yeah. It's really impressive. Um and they even show how they did how how they came up with the idea for the lamp. So when you see Pixar and it, weep, 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 he's jumping yeah. out and yeah. I
0: think I think you got anything else to say about this one, Tommy, or no. I think I'm gonna take the next spot because mine's kind of a jumping off point off of what you're talking about. Okay. I watched Treasure Planet, the Disney film from two thousand two. Oh, I've never the, seen that. The voice talents of Joseph Gordon Levitz is like one of the most underrated animation films of all time, Ah. in my personal opinion. It It uses CG, 2D animation, and the deep canvas that um, Disney was using uh, for like Tarzan and stuff in the early 2000s, late 90s. Mm -hmm. And they dumped the movie in November uh, because Pixar was doing actually so well, and they were animating things so much cheaper than what Disney Studios could make. Using oh. all of these very expensive things, they didn't want to do it anymore, and so they put Treasure Planet out against like their own release. Huh. Then they put it against Santa Claus 2, and it bombs in the box <laughs> office, and wow. the sequel immediately gets canceled. Jeez. Shit. Um. So not very many people, I think, have seen it. No one really. I don't. I, mean, I forgot it existed kind of, until you just said the name. I've never seen it, and now I'm like remembering the poster for it. It's got a cult seen. following. Yeah. Um, those people really appreciate it, but outside of like the people who really like it, like myself, I don't think it gets any respect. It's not in any of the theme parks or anything.
1: Hmm. Well, and I this movie came out when I graduated high school, so I probably wouldn't have
0: been like, running
1: to the theater to see too it. Too
0: cool for Disney when he was in high school. I,
1: well, I just probably I he, hmm,
0: you had other shit know. going on in your life. Yeah. More. Anyway, it's a good film. I think everyone should see it, especially if anyone has any interest in animation, animation styles, technology. They have a character, they're they're Long John Silver, and this is like a cyborg. And he's 2D animated, his whole body, except for his eye and this little doohickey on the side of his head and his right arm, is computer generated. Wow. And they will take, like, the boat with their on in space, which is in deep canvas. So they take deep canvas animation. They'll animate the 2d characters on that and then they'll layer cg animatronics on that it's like one of the most gorgeous animated films of all time and no one cares about it and this movie this movie is what like a futuristic sci-fi uh treasure island yeah it is exactly treasure Island. well they no they make some notable changes um they changed some of the background things like why things happen and kind of like character motivation that's Mm -hmm. much better than the original story nice you know um if you're, I liked Muppet Treasure Island. That's one of reason, my favorite <laughs> Muppet movies, which is why I went to go. Like, so Disney has done Treasure Island three times. They did Treasure <laughs> Planet, Muppet Treasure Island, and their original Treasure Island that Treasure they did Island. In like forty or something, nineteen forty wow. or sixty. Or if you watch all three of them, I personally think Treasure Planet's the best. Then Muppet Treasure Island. Then the original one. I don't care about the original one. There's other versions of like the story that are better nowadays. It's got some things in there that are very early two thousands nested in it, like um, that are very interesting. Tommy will like it because there's no songs. I mean, well, <laughs> there's no singing, which was weird for a Disney movie. They have two songs in there, but they're like the Goo Goo Dolls singer, and he just it's just like they're montages
1: huh. over like Goo Goo Dolls. Um, Did you notice the hidden Mickey?
0: I don't look for those anymore.
1: <laughs> there is a Mickey Mouse figurine on one of young Jim's bedroom shelves as Sarah talks to him while he reads. Who does Tommy the voice Sismet. work in this? I know
0: Stitch is in there. It's he has a Stitch doll uh, behind oh, him. I didn't see that. Huh. And that was yeah. before Lilo and Stitch came out, or it was the year after Lilo and Stitch. Oh came wow! Out. Now, but, who was um, who was in this movie? Any big names or? The only one, Joseph
1: Gordon-Levitt, is Jim Hawkins. I can't wait to say Tom
0: Stoyer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're, like. they're similar sounding names. Uh, well, there was a pa- Patrick McGuhan. I don't know if you guys know him. No. Nah. This was he played. The, he did the voice of Billy Bones. This was his last uh, credit as an actor before he passed away. Oh, in two thousand nine.
0: He does a great job in that. I mean, and then the sequel Martin. that we'll never get because they canceled it. Oh. They shit canned it. He was such a good. I mean, he makes that character so much more interesting, Long John Silver, more interesting than he is in any of the other adaptations of the
1: Mm. story.
0: And I would have really liked to see the sequel um, because they team up to fight like a Willem Dafoe character (laughs) uh, voiced um, like pirate. I think he's Blackbeard. They like, it's kind of a spoiler, but like. It would have been an epic sequel, and they just like they were like, "Oh, Pixar makes more money for less risk, so we're gonna shit." But Candace they still want to things. like straight to like DVD, like they did with a lot of other movies. No, because the animations are. Have you ever watched any of those directed DVD? Like no, sequels, they, they Atlantis's, look Atlantis, Milo, Return. They're all oh God, they're so bad. <laughs> they're like thrown together with you know some toothpaste and and <laughs> some toothpicks, and they just put out there. The voice the first, acting, the actors are never the same. The animation's wow. choppy. Like you take a Atlantis, the Lost Empire, that also is is animated by the guy who animated Hellboy. Oh. Amazing, amazing, oh. um, animation for Atlantis. Before, Lost before we get too
1: far away, there's three more famous names that you're you, were, you were asking about. Adam, uh, David Hyde Pierce is the name of Doctor oh, Doppler. Uh, oh, he man. played the Doctor Doppler. Martin Short was the voice of Ben. Oh wow. And Emma Thompson was the voice of Captain Amelia. Nice.
0: Ben Those is like the worst names. character of all time. But anyway, he's worse than like... He's worse... I don't know, man. Who's like a really bad... Like a famously bad... Character? Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, he's worse than Jar Jar Binks. Wow. That's uh, saying something. Whoa. He's very annoying. Um,
1: But... uh, I just looked up a picture of Ben. Yeah. Ben
0: is a very annoying character. He's a weak spot. Uh, know, and then the first trivia to it,
1: The movie took 10 years to make. It took them 10 years. Well, yeah,
0: because it sounds like a lot of technology and drawings. and. Oh, yeah. It's because the, they wanted to make it for so long, and they kept getting put on other projects. Yeah, and the sucks. name
1: of the ship. Did you notice the name of the ship, Corey? RLS mm-hmm. Legacy is a reference to the author of the book. Robert
0: Louis Stevenson.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I did not notice that, but that's cool. Um, But anyway, if you go back to Atlantis and the animation for that, also, totally beautiful mm-hmm. and totally underappreciated because Disney was having like a rough time with their animations around here and Pixar yeah. was making them a bunch of money. So they transitioned out of Lilo and Stitch Brother Bear, Atlantis, Treasure Planet Zone, you know, <laughs> and then they don't do any 2D animation. They just do Pixar animations Um, and they do their live action thing because they roll out like Pirates of the Caribbean around that time. Mm-hmm. And um, they don't do any 2D animation until the princess and the frog. And then I don't think they've done any. Since uh, didn't then. they kind of do one with the, the Winnie the Pooh movie that came out in like maybe oh seven oh oh six oh eight? Yeah, they, I guess that was 2D, but it's not like fully 2D. But um, I, before missed... I get like too off topic. Sorry. Go watch Treasure Planet Greenlight. You sold me on this movie, man. When I came out, I'm like, I don't care about that. But now I'm like, I want to walk inside and watch this movie. You and Tommy have fucking sold me on two brand new movies. <laughs> nice. That came out years ago. Well, I mean, those are two great movies, but let's keep this party rolling.
2: Yeah. Today I actually watched uh, You Were Never Really Here, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Oh. Um, came out. That's and- with him
0: with the big-ass beard, right?
2: Yeah, the fucking... Oh, yeah. I wanted to that, see it just for the beard, and beard. I never got to it. The, hey, no, it's okay. The, uh, I, I watched the trailer. The beard sucked me in. Um, sold me. No, uh, it came out t- 2018 in the U.S. Uh, this film actually not uh, won a couple of awards at uh, Cannes. It got mm. Best Actor and Best Screenplay. It tells the story of a war veteran who is kind of a, a hand for hire of nefarious means, but he seems to have some kind of code in how he operates start off seeing him helping a family out recover a, a missing girl uh, she seemed to have been taken away and we don't really know the circumstances but it becomes very clear in a very short period of time Joaquin Phoenix's character is a few sandwiches short of the whole picnic um, he's clearly had some disturbing experiences that have shaped him and several of them like they it's one of the things I kind of like it like about it is that it doesn't edit on a very linear we we see his flashbacks let's let's put it that way like it's um and we don't it doesn't necessarily sit down and explain to you everything you see you just kind of have to internalize what they put you through um and then it's carrying these tones with you and joaquin phoenix my god this guy he he plays a scary fucking dude and he's our main character it is available on amazon prime 89 minutes, so it, it, it didn't oh, ever quick. feel like it was dragging. Yeah, like this, this fucker hits you in the chest and then just keeps running. I really like this kind of movie. It it gets a lot of reference to uh, Taxi Driver, which mm. at first I was a little resistant. I was kind of hesitant. It's like, what uh, What are you trying to say? It's like, don't tell me you're just remaking Taxi Driver. It. I'll admit there are parts that kind of feel like that, but now that I've seen it, I love that description that, that hits the nail on the head. That's exactly... The kind of world you're getting put in. I mean, there's points in the movie where I just kind of felt kind of sick to my stomach of just this uneasy, unsettling world. The trailer
0: looks fucking gritty and action packed and just brutal as shit.
2: Oh my God, yes. And that's actually something I, I noticed uh, because I watched the trailer first to kind of see if I was interested. This is actually an excellent trailer for this movie and that I think it very Good. much represents the world you're getting into, and it only tells you the first part of the story. Huh. You, you don't see very much of the back half of the movie in the trailer, except That's for a nice. couple shots, but all of the dialogue, all of the audio that they use is from towards the beginning of the movie, for the most part, mm. and I like that it, the trailer does not reveal a whole lot. Right? A it doesn't rarity. reveal too much. Yeah, Exactly. Man, yeah, I need, I needed some sunlight after <laughs> after watching that thing. But it was – I I was in it. Um, It was written and directed by Lynn Ramsey. Oh. Um, wow. And it was based on the book of the same name. Nice. Um, I didn't necessarily recognize any other cast just off their face myself.
0: I feel like that probably helps you invest yourself in the movie more. Like, if you had, like, fucking someone else big in the movie, you'd be like, oh, that's him. But this, you're like, oh, this is this guy. So –
1: this movie she, uh, received a seven-minute standing ovation at Cannes Film Festival. She won the award for best screenplay. Joaquin Phoenix won uh, for best actor. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um
2: Tossed that in there at the beginning, but I think it deserves reiteration because it fucking shows that huh.
1: he's. So basically, don't see this at nighttime though, because you said you needed some sunlight afterwards,
2: <laughs> it, or just let, some like, air. Or watch a watch watch an episode of Friends or something after like <laughs> yeah. you, you need to switch switch gears back into real life because yeah. he goes to a dark place. It is rock fucking solid. I I loved the the music in it was interesting. The sound design was huh. cool. Like um, maybe it helped us watching it on headphone you know with earbuds in. But I I liked I liked hearing the voices in his head and like you're. Um, you're not very comforted by your main character. You, you hope the decision he's making is going to pan out for him. Like, <laughs> It's really cool. I, I like seeing Joaquin Phoenix play this guy. He's obviously a very malleable actor and has accomplished a lot of things. Yeah. But this is another awesome, awesome chapter. You know, another great character to have under his belt. And this is going he, to be a luminous green light uh, for me. He, he
1: stayed. Oh, go ahead, Adam. Uh, no, nah, you go ahead. Uh, he, he stated too that Lynn Ramsey gave him an audio file of fireworks mixed with gunshots to suggest what's going on in his head.
0: That's fucking insane. That's awesome. I, yeah, it's
2: it. <laughs> what he the what he's able to do just without talking, speaking very much, and the like, the amount of pain and confusion that he can relay, um, and not just with what, not in just his performance, but just how the movie is directed too. There's there's moments he has where. You can tell he's doubting reality. He knows he's not seeing things correctly, and he's trying to get back to real life. Uh. Um, at the same time, he's trying to track down like an abducted uh, underage sex slave. Wow. Like, and it's all with that fucking epic beard. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I cannot praise this enough. It is. You should definitely know what you're getting into. It's one I would very much recommend you watch the trailer first. If you're not current, you know, in the mood for that type of movie, it <laughs> it makes sense. Because it, it has you feeling dirty. Like, it just, watching him go through the shit is, huh. is, yeah, uh, is intense.
0: This is a rare episode, guys. Like, all three of you have sold me on these movies, and I really <laughs> want to get to all of them. <laughs> I also, like, thank you I've guys. I've never seen or heard about this movie. But it was a I'm very small indie movie. It. He made me like him when I watched The Joker, so maybe I will go back and I will nice. watch this now. um But anyway, to Adam, why don't you close us out with whatever fascinating piece of media that you watched this weekend? Oh boy, mm-hmm. you guys remember the movie The Mask?
2: Oh yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you guys
0: remember the movie Like Mike? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I saw a movie that's a combination of Like Mike, The Mask, and WWE. I watched Netflix's original movie, The Main Event. I don't know where to (laughs) begin with this. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. It's it's an interesting movie. It starts off with an 11-year-old boy being bullied, and one day they chase him out of school, and uh, this boy runs in in a random room inside an open house, and he uncovers a box and he looks inside of it and finds a mask a smelly stinky luchador style mask and uh (laughs) and then like the bullies almost get to him but this old man running the uh, open house he comes in he scares the boys away and uh he's like oh you like that mask and the boy's like yeah this is kind of cool looking he's like well it's yours you can have it and he's like ah thanks so he puts it back in this like crazy box he goes home He tries it on, and he realizes he has, like, another persona when he wears it. Like, he has a deeper voice. He's more of a badass. He's a major wrestling fan. His bedroom's decked out in (laughs) wrestling. He wears wrestling shirts. He's all in. And then later on, him and his grandma are watching wrestling, and they're like, hey, we're coming to you, Uh, whatever fictional city they live in. (laughs) We have open auditions to join our NXT wrestling crew. So this Saturday, come down, and you could be one of us. And, like, the kid doesn't tell anybody. He goes with the mask. And he's like, I'm the chaos kid. And they're like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And you see, like, all these badass guys. And uh, Ken Marino is, like, managing this, like, giant mongoloid guy who's so rough and tough he doesn't even speak. And, like, Ken Marino's just talking him up. And you're like, oh, I know where this movie is going. And it's like they do a bracket to who's going to be there to lead to a steel match contest. And essentially I call it what's going to happen. But the movie is it's not grounded in reality at most points. And, oh, man, you can kind of see where it's going. You kind of can't. I kind of like it. (laughs) I cannot. (laughs) But it kept me the whole time, and it's just fucking crazy
1: and odd. You guys recognize the director? Jay Karras, director of Parks and Rec, Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Superstore, and The Unicorn.
2: Huh,
0: this is going to be a yellow light for me. Whoa, all this chance, excitement
1: into a yellow light.
0: I don't know how I feel about it, so I don't want to say it's red because I liked it, but I didn't love it, so I'm like, it's yellow. Yeah. And it's, it's right. out there. Yeah, It's a all sloppy, right. smelly stinker. It, it's <laughs> not a stinker, but it could be. I, I If anybody's watched this movie, please let me know. Get at me on Twitter, Instagram at movie underscore toast, Reddit, Discord. I want to know if anybody else has seen this movie and what they think about it.
2: Sounds like it should be on that list of uh, stoner movies, Tommy. That's, that's
0: Oh, it would it be a mind like. trip to watch yeah. on, on drugs. <laughs> yeah. I don't do them, but it would fuck with me. Fuck with me sober.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. All right.
0: That okay. sounds pretty good. I think we should uh, wrap it up here. Let the people get watching the movies they're going to watch and, you know, Very take much. more to time.
2: Yeah. And then tell us about them, folks. Come on, toasters. What's yeah. uh, what? What are you watching? What should we watch?
0: Yeah. Yes, please go to Apple Podcasts where you can leave a review and slap us in the balls. Or, you know, maybe go to YouTube, give us a view, slap us in the face. Um, Discord, we're there. You could slap us there too in our face because that's where we are. We'd actually (laughs) see that. That would be fun. Discord,
2: we could tell you where to slap us. That's fine. Yeah. You could slap me right on my (laughs) brown eye.
0: Anyway, (laughs) night, everybody. (laughs) Stay Stay healthy.
2: Stay toasty.